You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. All right, this is episode 23, Trade Bait, of your favorite podcast for the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Angelo, how are you doing this week? I'm good, Brent, and uh, how are you doing this week? I'm uh, surprisingly fantastic. Sun is shining, um, it's a little bit chilly out, but you know what? Life is good. Well, I'm, I'm feeling good because just before you hit record, there was an announcement, so we dodged that announcement. Yeah. Let's see how many we so get. That's, there we go. Period. So this week, uh, we've got a great show. We are big going show. to talk about um, the big TSN trade bait board, which is a highlight of this year. And very accurate every year. A lot of those guys come off of that trade bait board. So we're going to look at what the pros are saying on TSN. We're going to look at our winners and losers. And then we've created our own trade bait board. Which I'd like to just interrupt and say, just as accurate as every single other comment we've ever made on this podcast has been. We'll see see a lot of these guys come off the list. There's no question. Now, but before we do that, there's this underlying tension and... um, this beef that you seem to have with one team that I don't really get because this team is the notorious GIBB, the leader in the pool. He hasn't been lower than third or fourth the entire year. Yet when we talk about the pool, yeah, you always seem to find something wrong with Aiden's team. So, so let's just clear the air right now. What is it about this team that you don't like? I just don't see it matching up in particular to... To, I know he's in first, and a lot of people would probably say, the other managers are saying, hey, you know, careless, you're in ninth. What Is that right, how they call you? They just call you careless? They just call me careless. What, what right do you have to uh, have to even comment on the top team in the league? And I'll, and I'll tell you, the right, the right that I have is I just per- think... A's, I'm in that camp, by the way. I, 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 but he's, I, he's, fair he's, enough. Everyone's allowed an opinion. But, but his, his team... Um, I just I'm just wondering how is it in first? And the second thing, I don't think his team actually stands up to my team. That's the big beef. When it, you, if it boils down to it, if you ta- if you take it, reduce it all down, it comes down to the fact that I think I actually have a better team than he does. That's what well, it comes down this to. Is, so this is silly talk. So you're telling me right now. So you would obviously trade positions with well, him no, no, first. Absolutely. But if Aiden sent you a trade proposal, yep. Every single one of his players. For every single one of your players, would you do that deal? Let's do it. I would do. I, I would not do that deal. I you're, would. I would reject. I, reject. Reje- I would reject it. And this is why. Because we're going to play a game of what if right now. You know okay. that his head is going to explode when he hears it. Oh, it's exploded already. He's probably not listening because his head's not even on his shoulders anymore. But we're going to play a game of what if. And I'll, all I'm asking for you. If. Okay, I'll play the, it. The rules are simple. You mm-hmm. just. I ask the question. Um, or sorry, would you? Sorry, not what if. I, uh, the, so uh, the rules. The rules are simple. I ask the question, would you, dot, 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 and you answer either yes or no. Okay, no, so no. I, have, I have no idea what you're about to do. I'm going to say this, though, as a precursor, this game, whatever game you want to play right now, is probably a little bit loaded, but I'm willing to answer the questions. But I am on Team Helmer. Straight up, before we do this quiz, I am a supporter that it's the notorious simple. one has proven himself this year. I'm All I'm doing is putting position against position. So here's the deal. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's go. First let's question of sure. would you. Would you? Is this like the Frank's uh, survey back in the day when he had to figure out whether they were? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. Pretty close. Right, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Would you trade Stamkos and Lee, Helmer Sanders, for straight up for Marner and McDavid? Yes, I'm going to do that deal. Okay. So that's one point for me. Right. Okay. You're not going to sway me, but okay, okay. Fine. Good. Would you trade 
Landeskog and Hurdle for Kreider, Voracek, and Eilers? No. Tied. 1-1. One, one. Would you trade Wheeler and Arvidsson for Rantanen and Lindholm? Yes, I would do that deal. Kay. That would be a tough one, but I would do that deal. So, 2-1 for me. Would you trade Ekholm for Bufflin? No. 2-2. Two, two. Coming down, this is the tie break. Okay. Would you trade a collection of goalies that I can only understand as being in sync? So a, a lead lead person and a bunch of backups. So, so wait, are you referring to Aiden's goalies right now? As in sync, yeah. Okay, so who who's Justin so, Timberlake? Well, can you name any other members of in sync? No. So <laughs> can you? So so the only lead member, the only important person on on in terms of his collection of goalies is Rene. Everybody else is a backup. Uh, you know that he's he might be punching his phone right now. Listen I, to this. Well, I'm just I'm oh, just go ahead, go ahead. I am stating a fact. Okay. It's, does, it, do you agree with me? He, Renee's the starter, and everybody else he I don't has know who, are backups. Well, you know what? Get back to your quiz and tell me who. For your quick, goal, I don't even know who your goalies are. Would you do? Would you do like? Well, like it doesn't matter because you could just do Renee straight up for Quick Hutton and Allen. Would you do that? No, I wouldn't. So you lose? So no, I don't lose because why would why like again? His goalies don't match up to my goalies. I have three starters. He has one starter. Give Jonathan Quick. Was a starter? Yeah, well, he's, a, well, he's, oh, he's getting. Okay, I know if you do the starter piece. I come out on top because he has one starting goalie and three backup goalies. Right. right? So is that true or not? Yeah, but one of your goalies is named Jake Allen. Does he start or not? Sometimes he okay. does. Not really anymore because well, that other guy. Yeah, no, true. But Hutton and Quick, they're starters. He's got one. So by my rules of the quiz, would you... I come out on top. So that is why I would not do a wholesale change. And that's my belief on why Helmer is not going to win. What will pool. sway you? At what point will you say he's the real deal? Well, when he starts getting maybe PRK players uh, in, 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 in either uh, – well, he has, no, he has one. He has Landeskog. He's a number two. But he doesn't have a number one player. I do. I have Lindholm. All right. So you heard it here, folks. Uh, Brent Jewell is not on Team Helmer. Furthermore, I don't he, know how anybody can be on Team Helmer. He, he believes that his team is actually better I do. than the first place team. I, it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I'm just saying. I'm just, hey, I'm just going by the facts and the numbers of the pool. Yes, the the dominant one is is the points, the leading of the point season. But hey, we're not even halfway through yet. You know, have we hit the fifty percent mark yet? You know, who you are. You are um, Robert Kardashian and the rest of the OJ. Lawyers. I'm the internal optimist, and all I'm saying is the the glove is not fitting on this lead team right now. It doesn't fit. Well, there you have it. So, so the trophy's not going to fit. That's what I'm saying. So Aiden should quit. No, Aiden should not quit. He should just be get get used to the idea being, of him quit being first, Aiden. Well, he's of him dropping in, in the standings a bit. I think that's going to happen. Hey, but what do I know? I'm in ninth place. So he's oh, in you're in ninth. Place. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, views from ninth place with Brent Jewell. We should have a views with. That's a new segment. That is a new segment. Views from the bottom. Yeah. Well, oh. I think it's Aiden. The announcement says it's actually. Uh, wow, that's exciting. I think it's Aiden that just called. So here we go. So uh, there you. I, I don't know what just happened there, but Jewel has presented a ridiculous case that the leader in our pool actually doesn't have a good team. So okay, while Brent takes this call, we are going to go on to. 
a little bit of the TSN trade bait. So it's a highlight every year. It usually pops up in early January. And this year's uh, trade deadline is the end of February. So we will see this board updated on a regular basis on the TSN uh, website. Frank Saravalli is the one who's uh, taking it on this year. So number one on the TSN trade bait board uh, updated as of yesterday from Ottawa, Matt Duchesne. Uh, Matt Duchesne is, is clearly one of the best players available in the um, coming weeks if he doesn't sign a long-term deal. Pierre Dorian has gone down to LA to meet with his agent. I've got a feeling that this one's not going to get done. Matt Duchesne is 28 years old. Heading into free agency, he's got his prime years, the next three or four years. He's never competed for the Stanley Cup. Okay. So I say Duchesne is gone uh, by fe February 25th. And as we said last week, one of the worst trades in NHL history will see its end. Okay, so they've got Duchesne at number one. Brent has finished his phone call. It wasn't Aiden because he still he doesn't look too stressed out. Okay, number two on the TSN trade bait board is uh, from Philly, uh, Wayne Simmons. So I've already gone through Matt Duchesne. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Simmons, what do you think? Where, where's he going to end up, do you think? A good question, but he's not in Philly. I think that's a guarantee. Um, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting one because he plays, I think he plays a, a, a really unique role for teams. So like it, it, he has to fit into a team system. So I'm, I actually don't know where he's... Someone's going to overpay for him, I think. Well, at this time... I, I think so, too. Leading into, leading into the final uh, push for the playoffs, people overpay. I don't really see Wayne Simmons as, as more than a second or third round pick in return, but someone will give a first round and... I gotta yeah. say, T Toronto is one of those teams that's considering getting. They're obsessed with grit right now for some reason. Well, and he's a gritty player for sure. But could you know? But he'd could be one even of the, gritty. Mm -hmm. Could mm. one of the periphery teams, Anaheim, maybe go maybe. after him? Like teams that are struggling right now, uh, Colorado. Yeah. Um, and then Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh always finds a way to get in at the trade deadline. But this is their mortal enemy, the Philadelphia Flyers. So maybe I that won't see that down. happening. All right, uh, let's let's talk about a few guys on this board. We don't have to go through the well, whole thing. Uh, let's, can we just talk about number three here? Yeah. For, so it's Michael Furlan. Um, if you were to say at the very beginning of the season that he would be um, on the trade bait piece, I would be like, really? Because he was lighting it up for Carolina. He was, um, he was a player that was uh, really performing well, is, was having a great start, and then got injured, and then really has just dropped off, um, dropped off the radar pretty much, for, for, at least on a fantasy level. So, um, you know, he's still young, so he's only 26. Uh, he he uh, is looking, you know, at 13 goals, low cap hit, you know, so he's he's going to be um, a great, you know, second or third line um, uh, winger for a team. Do you see him going anywhere at all, like, or being picked up or grabbed up to kind of make a, a playoff push? I, I think so. I think it's clear that he's going to be picked up. Um, I don't know enough about him to really give any um, any sort of feedback that would be of any use. But I will say this. If we pop down to number seven on TSN's trade board, it's um, Dougie Hamilton. So Hamilton and Furland were traded. Speaking of bad trades in NHL yeah, history, yeah, exactly. yeah, Furland and Hamilton were both traded in the offseason uh, from Calgary. Yep. And Calgary gave up, uh, well, those two guys, and they got a whole bunch back, right? They, they Basically, their team is on a run because they're so good after that trade. They were yep. good, and then they got really good. So... Um, Who's uh, Don Waddell? Is he the GM in, in Carolina right now? He's proving that he is as bad as a GM in Carolina as he was uh, in Atlanta with, with that deal. So can we pop down to number five? Because this is something I've never I, seen this before on the trade bait board. Yeah, so the trade bait board, for me as well, for the first time ever, it's not a player. It's actually a draft pick, and that's the Edmonton Oilers' first round 
uh, pick. And to me, that's really intriguing, and I'm super happy I'm not an Oilers fan. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen there? <laughs> I don't I, – well, I, I think there needs to be a whole self-firing of, uh, of the management at that team, for one. Um, you saw – I think you saw the, the, uh, the infographic that TSN loves to put out of – all the line combinations that McDavid has, uh, and all the players that yeah, McDavid has played, it's, for, been, and, insane, it's been insane. Huh? I see the first round pick going. Um, I don't know who to, um, and, and I don't know what they're going to get. I mean, I, I just can't make a guess. Unlike unlike my my excellent uh, prognostication at the beginning of the episode, this one I can't read. So uh, I don't know, but I do see that going as well. Bizarre. Okay, so I'm going to go. The other one, sorry, just to kind of jump on that. What I'm actually surprised too is because there's been a lot of talk that the Leafs are going to deal away their first round pick because um, uh, they're looking for defense quite aggressively, and uh, so that you see a lot of the pundits bouncing that around. So while I'm seeing Oilers at number five, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing uh, the Leafs first round as well, which is actually a real possibility. Well, the Leafs. So the the time is now, right? They've got a window now. They are in the window. So give up their first round pick and. To me, if you go all the way down to number 20 on the TSN trade bait board, that's who they should trade their first round for, and that's uh, Brett Pesci, or however you pronounce his yeah. last name. He's 23 years old, $4 million cap hit for the next five years. He's an ideal player, yeah. uh, I think, right-handed defenseman. Mm-hmm. So that would be the kind there was of the other Carolina, they targeting. There was the other Carolina defenseman as well. Um, oh, mercy. It slips my name right now. Slavin. Slavin. That they were that his name was being bounced around a lot too. Yeah, so I, I don't know if Carolina would trade him, but I if I'm Toronto, I see Carolina. And then Toronto needs to get rid of Casperi uh, Kapanen as well. That's right. Because they're not going to be able to sign him. So no. maybe Kapanen in a first rounder and you get uh, a Pesci and another player from, from Carolina. Yeah, to help the Marlies. All right, can something. we talk about two more yeah, players? Because, you know, this, is, this list is 40 players long. But um, the mess in Columbus right now with their number one goalie, what to do? So Sergei Bobrovsky is number six yeah. on TSN's trade bait board. Um, how often do you see a number one goalie yeah. on a team that actually can compete in the playoffs yeah. being thrown up on the trade bait board? But it just shows how that uh, relationship is fractured in that town. Well, and the news the news coming out of Columbus, too, is that, that Bobrovsky has, has waived his no trade. So whether that's a modified no trade piece, um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure of, but that's going to happen. Uh, Bobrovsky's out of out of Columbus for sure. Some team that has the room to pick up his seven and a, almost seven and a half million um, cap hit uh, salary will make that deal. He's a clear. He is still a clear number one. At thirty, he's still he's still uh, he's hitting his prime. Um, he's a he's a great pickup uh, for for uh, uh, a team, you know. But he's going to be demanding. In around that that uh, uh, that seven and a half or more uh, when he resigns because he's a UFA as well. That's a dangerous yeah. that's a dangerous trade for some. But teams. I see them. I don't see a huge market for him because he's such a toxic guy. Like if uh, if he acts this way on a on a team that is competing for yeah a high playoff spot, then yeah, that's true. You know, uh, so. Uh, but I also see in terms of goalies, so Jimmy Howard in Detroit, yeah. uh, he seems to like Detroit. Yeah. Uh, he's had a really good year in Detroit. He could go. And then the final goalie I'd like to mention is uh, Cam Talbot. So Edmonton, again, are they going to get rid of him? And does Koskinen become the number one the number one for their foreseeable future? Uh, Talbot's not had a good year, but uh, could he help someone push into the playoffs, someone who has some goalie injuries, uh, perhaps? And or he's a, or he's to shore up a number two position while getting into the playoffs as well, right? Yep. You know, Absolutely. And we've seen that. Um, and when it comes to playoffs is that uh, 
teams have been relying in, uh, on, uh, on the number two. All right, so that... Uh, Saros was an example of that. Yeah, let's, we can revisit uh, between now and February. There's going to be some, some doozy deals in the NHL. But there's your trade bait, boys. That's from TSN. That's yeah, the so TSN trade bait. So we're just going to jump into our, our trade bait in just a second. But we have our winners and losers. Yeah, so here we go. Winners and losers. Uh, the notorious uh, GIBB continues uh, his stranglehold on the league, although he is not a winner or a loser. This week, our, um, our winners... Uh, are new, uh, or we haven't seen them in a while, so that's no. good. So, uh, Bulby, uh, Whiskey Dick Van Dyke Show, has a massive jump this week. Yeah. Uh, he goes plus 10. He's at 102 points now. He's one point out of the money. Um, so his team now is, is um, and this is with Liney not playing that great, but his team is making a run. So he has now solidified himself into contention. Uh, and that's good to see. I'm happy to see Bull be up there again. Yeah, and that's a ma at this point of the season, that's a massive jump, and the one that I think the top uh, top five managers have taken note of and are probably a little bit concerned about. And the the, the second winner for me. So uh, uh, while Bullby's team, we knew the Bullby's team was good. It had underperformed. It took yeah, it's a great. Yeah. It took a dip for like two months, right? And now it seems to be on the uptick. So that's great. The other team, and last week I said this was a team to watch. Uncle Martian has gone plus five and a half. It was actually a lot more than that, but he's dropped the last couple of days. He had gotten as high as 89.5 points. Um, yes. He really has taken a good jump. So uh, he, even though he's in eighth place at 79.5 points, he's done a jump of five and a half points, and I could see him continuing uh, the trend upward. Well, and, and again, like we, we've, we've been mentioning that on the last – uh, last two episodes of of, of of the podcast is that Gump is as a force now. I think he's kind of declared that, and and over over the last couple of weeks, you've seen some massive increases on him. So watch for him to climb as well. All right, you want to take us through the last? We have a tie for our last winners of the week. Yeah, and I mean this is I mean it's nice to see because it's our 11th and 12th teams that they're that they're seeing some success here a little bit, and that's Flama and Hennessy. Um, you know, both of those are having some some challenging seasons here, but uh, at three and a half point increases it's something to, at least to celebrate right they're on the right side of the column of the winners and losers this week that's right you know what they are this week they are the free coffee at mcdonald's after you've put all your stickers on yeah that's this week for them consolation prize almost they got right? the free like, coffee and you, the fist pump yes i don't have to pay for a coffee that's on right. to losers so we uh just as some you know we've had the drama on the winner's side of you know some massive increases we've also had some massive decreases and drops in uh, in points for some managers. Take yeah, us, so take us through the th the third uh, the third loser, and then we'll work up to the biggest one this time. All right, our third loser is is someone whose team has completely hit uh, some quicksand, uh, spinning his wheels, yeah. and not really going anywhere. And that is uh, Warham and Marshawn's tongue. He dropped six and a half points. Now he's dropped all the way down to sixth place and yeah. ninety seven points. Uh, so he's he's our third loser this week. Yeah, and he needs in and as we know and everybody else is, else knows because we do such a good job at going through uh, Max and Pace and and you do a, a fantastic job sending that out to managers and we touched on that a number of times. He's in trouble in that category. So if he wants to make up that ground, yeah, he has some really deep thinking to do. Okay, so let's go into our number two loser of the week. It's Zoltok at minus seven. Yikes. Yeah, so I would say, uh, what can you say? You know, bad run for him. Yeah, a tough. good team, yep. bad bad season. It happens. Um, but I would say to Zoltok right now, if he's listening. Yeah, he, which he is. The rebuild starts now. That's right. He has got some big assets. That's going to lead into our big topic. But Zoltok. You said assets, right? Not. That's right. Okay. We don't have to beep anything out okay, here. Okay, good. So um, 
he knows he's got some good players, yeah. and, and now's the time for him to get serious about maybe shipping some assets in return for uh, some key pieces for next year. Well, we'll see it. We'll see uh, it in in the next uh, next segment. Is he's the big he he's uh, he's a kingmaker for sure. I think. All right, let's go on to our top loser of the week, and this one is crazy because yeah. he went plus six yesterday. Yeah. So overnight, he jumps six points, and he's still our biggest loser, yeah. losing nine and a half points. We would have lost 15 and a half I points if not for last night. That's insane. And that is uh, PMF. So yeah. he has fallen off a cliff. He is um, at 85 and a half points. That's crazy. Just a few weeks ago. Um, he's been he hovering around six. Yeah, he was hovering around six at 91, 95. You know what I mean? But he has dropped so much over the past uh uh, week like last week he was at 95 and now he's down to you know 85 and a half so you know it's it, he's struggling and well, he's flirting with irrelevance right like this is when what's well, another once one you get yeah. into the low 80s and uh, you yeah. know but it's an he's another manager leading into the segment that you know th these are these are people these are managers that are going to have massive impact on the fallout of the rest of the season for our top five managers so while they may be some losers they can be also be winners in who they they uh, want to deal with and what We'll get to that in a second. All right, so there it is, our winners and losers for the week. So our winners, Whiskey Dick Van Dyke, Martian, uh, the White Flame and Hennessy, and then our losers, PMF, Zoltok, and Marshawn. Good luck to all seven of you guys next week. Hopefully you're on the left side of the board, the winner's side, right. then on the right side, the loser's side next week. Now, oh, All right, now let's, uh, let's turn our attention to uh, the focus of uh, today's episode, which is the Luke Trade Bait Board. Okay, here we go for, I guess, the 2019 Lug Trade Bait Board. Well, this is our first ever. This so we always first, we yeah. always have really good kind of annual traditions in our pool. By the way, I was really disappointed there was no Christmas poem this year. Um, oh, remember, there's yeah. always a Christmas poem. Always a that that fell through the cracks. Wow. But we have we have the preseason rankings. Kelsey's um, fault. It's Kelsey's fault. Uh, you know, we have our mid-season rankings, which will be coming yep. out shortly. And I see this Luke trade bait board becoming a staple annual event yeah. around this time of the year. The podcast has become a tradition. The podcast has become a tradition. This yeah. is, we have so many wonderful things to celebrate. So let's actually just jump right back into to, uh, uh, trade bait boards. We went through uh, the TSN one. There's some interesting names on there. But it really doesn't relate 100% to the world of fantasy hockey and the Luke. So let's jump right into this. I think the number one uh, player on the trade bait board has to be Connor McDavid. Uh, without a doubt. Okay, so he's, he, his cap hit is 367, so he's not a keeper. No. He's a rental player yep. uh, for you know one of the top four managers. He's the best forward in the game. Uh, he's a guaranteed skater. What else can you say about McDavid? He's 29 goals, 41 assists at this point. He's a king uh, maker type player, without a doubt. And I can guarantee you, because I own him, he will not be on the Whisperers 
come trade deadline. So the, he's he. It's not just a uh, uh, num- the number one player on the trade bait. He's gone. It's just who wants to pay. So what's interesting there, uh, because you and I have chatted a lot, you've got your keeper set. You really don't need any keepers. No. So maybe this is a. a where you shore up your players to make a little bit of a run to try to make something in exchange for McDavid. Yep. Could be, but without question, if uh, if McDavid's available, then, then he's obviously the best asset for someone to chase uh, as they're looking for offensive categories. So our number two player, we mentioned this manager, we just mentioned him, uh, Zoltok. He's coming from Zoltok's team, and it's Ovi. Yeah, so for me, actually, Ovi's number one if, I'm, if yeah. I'm a manager that's yeah. chasing goals. Yeah. Goals and power play goals. Then Ovechkin, I think, beats out McDavid. If uh, you need those uh, big categories, then Ovechkin's your guy. Yeah. Plus, he's multi-category, right wing, left wing, yeah, which makes right. him tra- attractive. Very attractive. Um, Two hundred eighty-one dollars. So he might be a keeper at two eighty-one for Maybe. someone who's willing to take on the uh, yep. the Helmer strategy next year. Yep. Um, but uh, clear number two. You have anything to say about Ovechkin? Oh, he's again one of those king uh, maker type players. He's he uh, will will. Uh, He's a multi-category player, uh, a manager who is close, and we can see by the standings there are a lot of managers that are really close uh, together. He's he's one of those that will uh, make you jump very quick. Okay, so on our trade bait board, typically we're going to have managers that are in the bottom six. They're yeah. looking to ship out assets to get keepers in that's return. Right. But the number three player on our trade bait board actually belongs to our leader. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I'm saying right now that uh, I believe that Gibby would ship a Blake Wheeler type player yep. uh, in exchange for some categories where he needs help with. So this would be a very strategic move because this is a superstar player. Yep. Uh, 220 bucks, maybe a little too expensive for a keeper. He has 51 assists this year. That's right. I don't see him being as uh, on, on, on the third rank position, but he's definitely on the board in the top five. And he is, he is uh, again, a player I think he can afford. He's not going to get um, back a Rantanen or Lindholm type, uh, type player back, but he's going to get something that he actually desperately needs in terms of maybe some goaltending help. Who knows? Well, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say the only reason I have him at three is because Gibby wants to make sure he's going to finish first. He's over yeah. in the forward category. That's so right. He's over in games and right wing, so he can afford to ship someone. And he needs another starter because he only has the one. According to you, but also according to the Boston Bruins, right, who now have Raska as their number one. That's and, right, it's clear. And the Pittsburgh Penguins so. who, who have Murray back. So I would say Blake Wheeler to yep. me is uh, number three. You, on, on the list, and a very, I think a, a very real. He, well, he's in, he's number five for me, but he's he's a very real um, uh, move this uh, this trade deadline. Uh, number four is coming from from Gump. We have seen Gump do some massive jumps. So, I, but again, um, Gump may if he if Gump is determining that he's completely out of it, he may want to ship this asset at Patrick Kane at two hundred eighty seven uh, bucks. He's not a keeper, but at two hundred eighty seven, he's a multi category stud for sure. Absolutely. And we're not talking about Kane very much this year because Chicago's not good, but he's got 64 points. It's he's, insane. He's in the top, 20, 27, top 10, yeah. maybe top five in the league in 27 scoring. goals, un- unreal. 37 assists, and, yeah. and he gets you know, he gets um, stats everywhere. So if, if Gump is looking for a retool and a cheap keeper, for me, for Patrick Kane, you would have to get well, a top it, cheap keeper. Well, yeah, he's a PRK of four, and you're, he Gump's after a top cheap keeper all right the next one we're sticking with right wingers yes this player also has a center designation that's uh uh mitch marner he's also um 
a top scoring league right now. What's interesting about him is he's a keeper at 166 bucks. Yeah. So if you choose not to keep him, then that's a player that you could get. And we have a lot of Toronto fans in the pool, so that's, right. that's why you get a premium on Mitch Marner. Well, and but there's also a premium on Mitch Marner because he has 18 goals and 41 assists, and and he's uh, he's a yes, it's a PRK of 10, but uh, he's he's incredibly valuable at a very tough position of right wing to fill in our pool we know that is a very it's a very hard one i think um you could also see him it's not a guarantee for my team that you're going to see him shipped off but hey if uh if i could package a marner and a mcdavid that would be wonderful wouldn't it what a blockbuster that would be you know what i well would be and a little bit of sales job on you there not at all what i find interesting and this was not done deliberately but if we look at our top 10 one two three four Five are right wingers. It right. shows you the premium that that huge we could pay for a right winger. Okay, number six is um, one of the greatest players of all time, Sidney Crosby. Coming again. from Gump again. If Martian yep. believes uh, he's done, then chip him out. Two seventy six. You're not going to keep him no. at that, I don't think. But he could help a top six manager who needs some points. Oh, absolutely. Because you you know uh, number one center on the power play putting up points. You know uh, close to a point a game, right? And, uh, uh, he's more than a over. point a game. So he's fifty five points. Yeah. So yeah, he's 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 um, he's definitely a, a difference maker. All right, let's go down a bit to uh, the it's number first, seven guy. First goalie. First goalie. Uh, going back to Zoltak again. Yeah. Uh, Braden Holtby. Uh, on the Stanley Cup champions, he's getting a ton of wins, 9-12, yeah. uh, save percentage, 285 goals against average. Maybe the goals against is a little bit high for him. Yeah. Uh, but he's a guy who plays a lot of games and he gets a lot of win. On a winning team, so he's going to get wins. And I think Zoltok, again, for, for contenders who are chasing a goalie, I uh, hope he would be my number one. Oh, absolutely. And you look at, you're looking at, again, so uh, uh, this is, again, mentioning Zoltok uh, with Ovechkin selling off those Washington assets. Uh, that could holistic, oh, like overnight change his team for next year. Right? Absolutely. So I, I think he could get a, a good little return for him. So speaking of uh, cup winners, uh, let's uh, go to number go, go to number eight with Hennessy. Hennessy makes uh, uh, an appearance. Yeah, and uh, and I see this one as it really happening with is is uh, the uh, trading of Kessel. Yeah, uh, I think so. I don't think he's going to keep Kessel. It's too so. expensive at 197. Kessel, but Kessel is uh, a performer, right? Uh, 18 goals, 33 assists, still putting up lots of points. Um, he is he is again. Uh, for a manager who needs goals, power play uh, points or goals, it's, it's definitely a huge prospect for, for them. So if I'm Hennessy, I'm looking at teams that maybe have five or six potential keepers. Yeah. I'm honing in on one of those keepers right. and I'm trying to do a deal. That's right. Um, actually, let's just jump for a sec. If, if Hennessy really wants to make it interesting, yeah. he packages our number 10 player, which is Jamie Benn with Absolutely. Phil Kessel. Yeah. And he gets himself some really good assets yeah. in return for next year. I mean, Ben's, Ben is, is 18 goals, 15 assists. So I think Ben needs to be, you know, sweared at a little bit more. A couple more swear words uh, so. said to him to kind of keep, keep, him going, keep him going. But he is one of the top left wings in the league. Uh, he's a huge stud. Uh, 143, I mean, you could wrestle with keeper kind of piece with that if you really wanted to with Ben, perhaps. But, um, you know, you package Kessel and a Ben together, and I think you have a really interesting deal. I think so as well. Okay, so sandwich in between Kessel and, and Ben for Hennessy. At number nine. At number nine. Uh, we've got one that's a bit surprising, but I'm going to say John Tavares. I agree with this one, though. I honestly agree with this one. And, and I see Tavares within the top ten. Uh, at $111 is keeper, right? But it is the 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 um, 
uh, you know, 29 goals, 21 assists, but the, 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 the lure of a massive deal to get real top-notch, cheap, cheap, cheap keepers back for uh, a Tavares is, is too much to keep him out of the top 10. Well, here's what I think. So I'm honing in right now on Heisenberg. I haven't looked at his categories right now, but I know that Heisenberg is a Leaf fan. Yeah. Right? And Austin Matthews has been injured. He's a great player. But Austin Matthews is more expensive than Tavares. Does maybe Heisenberg hone in on Tavares to get his Leaf fix Mm -hmm. at $111 taxes in? He's, I think, $50 cheaper than Austin Matthews. Yeah. Uh, And you've got that premium. Sometimes we don't think logically when we see guys uh, on the teams that we cheer for. But I think PMF, if he is in a, a full-on nosedive and wants to get some assets back, i got to think John Tavares needs to be in play. Without a doubt. And, and uh, that's why he, he, he is, it was in the top 10. So we've done a number 10 at Jimmy Ben. Number 11 is uh, we're, we're jumping to uh, the White Flame, the guy that's in the last place. And this is a surprising one, but I also agree with this. Well, I think that he is the second best option at left wing next to Jamie Ben. That's Kyle Connor. Yep. And the bonus about Kyle Connor, and this could push him actually above Jamie Ben, is uh, taxes in, he's $63. He gets tons of playing time yeah. in Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg is a high-scoring team. Yeah. He is a goal scorer. Yeah. Um, and if I'm Mike, maybe I'm trying to get something a little bit cheaper back in return. Or, maybe mul- a goalie. or multi-players or something. Yeah. Like it, there's, there's a lot of value in Connor, and I think a lot of managers have and see that. It's just whether the White Flame uh, wants to uh, make another deal. Well, he dro- pretty much dropped half his team the other night, so I think he's always open for change. That was one of the best <laughs> awesome. rage drops it's I've rage, ever it's, seen. It's fantastic. Yep, he'd have it was, enough. Yeah, I know. I, it might have been the poll, uh, the poll that you put up. He dropped so many guys that I actually had to click on the expanded I know. Uh, list to see actually it was what was going The on last time poll. we saw that was when Rusty lost his mind. But Rusty actually quit. Like, Yeah, this so is not this quitting. This is the first time. Like The White Flame didn't quit. He just rage dropped drop. all of his players. Yeah. Rage drop. He was going to do that uh, with um, G- Yanni Gord. I'm surprised Yanni Gord didn't make that cut. I told him he'd be silly to drop Ian Gord. I mean, yeah, but still. G- give, him, give him time. He's going to yeah, rage a little bit uh, more. we got another goalie. Yeah, so number, number 11. 12. And this is coming oh, from... Oh, sorry, 11. Yeah, yep. number from... Uh, uh, no, you, you messed up on your numbering. Oh, two number 11. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe this is a tied for number 11. Tied for number 11. Sure. Would be coming from your team is Price. I honestly, I said this, I think, last week. I, I, I uh, If I didn't say it that last week, it was a conversation over, over lunch. I think you're going to see Price being dealt. Um, if you find yourself can't making push into the top two uh, or keeping into the top two, I think that's going to happen. And uh, he is, he is uh, on a resurgent Habs team and a great deal for somebody. I could only see a deal like this happening between contenders where yeah. contenders are saying, okay, we're both probably going to win some money. You need a goalie. I need whatever. Yeah. And the deal is done because – Really, if I drop Carey Price, then my goaltending stats are going to really suffer. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not shipping them. But certainly, if there's a, a situation in the next few weeks where it's clear that there are offensive numbers that need to be made up on my team, and somebody needs goalie numbers, then uh, Carey Price, who ranks eighth, he's got two shutouts in the last two yeah. weeks. Uh, the Habs are back. Uh, you know, they're competitive every night. So he would be a name uh, to consider as well. And if we can drop down, let's finish our goalie categories. Let's drop down to 16 and Sergei Bobrovsky. We talked about him today. Oh, I see him gone. Like, Mar- I, like Marshawn uh, is yeah. just not getting any consistency from him. Yeah. And, and he needs goaltender stats. 
uh, ASAP. So does he try to ship him for a more stable goalie, someone who's going to get him some more wins? I don't know. I think you're seeing him in a package deal, but I think I think Warm could easily make a deal that includes Bobrovsky and get good value back for him and for his season. Uh, but at $196, you know, um, I don't think he's going to be kept. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I, I, if we can just finish up maybe some of the goalies. Let's, uh, at number 13, we had Jonathan Quick. Yep. He's on your team. I would, yeah. Hasn't had a good year, but no. at $111, he's, in my opinion, he's a keeper. Like the, the yep. Kings could turn things around quite quickly. We've seen teams go from last place to playoffs yep. within a year, and uh, goalies completely redeem themselves. We are seeing this in Carey Price this year, and Jonathan Quick could be that goalie next year. Well, absolutely, and and he, but and he's on the market uh, as well. Uh, one hundred and eleven, that's some decent value there. Okay, so last uh, groups of goalies that we have at uh, number nineteen and number twenty. Yep. At uh, number twenty, Miko Koskinen. Yeah. Uh, if uh, Talbot gets dealt, and and it seems like yeah, he's going to be dealt, get dealt, Koskinen becomes the number one goalie on Edmonton. Yep. He can get someone some wins. Yeah. And uh, the White Flame can get some some assets in return. Well, this is a this may be a situation where a, a Koskinen and and Connor packaging may may uh, attract. Um, a deal where he, uh, where the flame is getting uh, you know a really top keeper back maybe right could be I don't know could be and then um, uh, we have a, a tandem actually at number nineteen and and I'm saying that uh, Bowlby might consider the Colorado goalies as a group this is you interesting can't, you one. can't trade for one you've no. got to get both of them yeah um, you know their ranking isn't that great but they are are on a great team yeah uh, both carry a really good keeper value at thirty six and forty five dollars. Yeah. Um, I think $36 was um, Varlamov, 45 was Grabauer. Yeah, and, and, and Varlamov's stats are a 906A percentage and a 288, right? And uh, Grabauer is 895 with a 329. So, you know, it, they're, they're having a bit of a rough rough patch here, but huge value, I think, in terms of those teams that are needing to, to uh, shore up goaltending to be a contender or to maintain their contendership. So this is not the dating game, but I would say, so if I am Doug, maybe I'm touching base with Warham. Oh, yeah. Warham's got to do a Hail Mary at this point to get back into it. Does Warham try to take on both Colorado goalies? For Doug, Bobrovsky. Doug or takes on Bobrovsky because Doug has yeah. great goalie stats, so he can take the risk on Bobrovsky. Yeah. And then he gets some help in other categories. So Bobrovsky and a, and a forward for the Colorado goalies. Well, and, that's where, and this is an instance where we, 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 we mesh up the uh, our trade bait board with TSNs and we know that Bobrovsky's on TSNs and we know that you know with Bobrovsky waving waving his uh, no trade I he's not in I don't see him being in Columbus so I think his value may be going up to those teams that are, are competitive and pushing for for the playoffs so and to and and for a playoff position so he's going to be going to a, 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 con, a contending team I would think so as well okay so let's finish off the trade bait board we did jump around a little bit there to get to our goalies but yeah um, I looked at some of our uh, our contenders, and so did you. And I yeah. thought for Heisenberg, maybe Panarin is someone that he would look at. Yep, two hundred twenty-nine dollars. So, so he's not fair. a keeper. No, uh, he's a top-line skater. But Heisenberg's doing well on on yeah. stats. And, and again, we know that he needs more goaltending help. So that's right. A Panarin could help someone. He's got the multi-category left wing right or left wing center going. So uh, is that an asset you could see Heisenberg maybe throwing out there? Oh, without a doubt. I think I think Heisenberg. You're going to see um, Heisenberg do something. It might be a small deal, uh, or it might be something massive. Who knows? But I think he is going to be uh, shipping uh, some players, and Panarin is one that I've identified as well. Okay, so let's go back down to the bottom of the pool there in poor old Hennessy. Yeah. I would say his trifecta of uh, 
amazing forwards ends yep. with with Malkin. Yeah, this is the other uh, Pittsburgh player, right? So he has he has Kessel, and this is the next one is is dealing dealing with uh, with uh, with Malkin, and that could be a, a, a wonderful package piece there too. Malkin at two twenty two, um, he's he's and uh, with fourteen goals and thirty six assists. Someone may say he's a bit uh, underperforming. However, um, a second half of the season may may uh, be different, and uh, the value is still there for a Malkin at center. I think for any team, having Malkin on your team is is an asset going into uh, uh, the final leg of the season. Oh, for sure, it's fun. He's underperforming yeah. at, at 50 points. He's still he's still over a point a game, but yeah. for him that's that's not good enough. No, I, I've got a feeling that Tony and Aiden will uh, yeah. will dance at some point what? because Aiden's also a Malkin fan. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, could absolutely. See, I could see that happening. At number 15, we go uh, back to PMF. This guy's gone. This guy is going to be dealt. Tarasenko. Without a doubt. Tarasenko yeah. is just uh, 29 points this year. Like, what's up? Like, he, he's always supposed to be a breakout star, and, yeah. and he never is. So uh, for PMF, if I can undercut someone and get rid of uh, Tarasenko, that's a player I've got to consider. But at 58 bucks, it's, it's, low, it's, it's low risk in that sense for somebody wanting to do that deal. Um, you know, and, and again, maybe a second half of the season player. You never know. Okay, so the final player on our trade bait board that yeah. uh, we, we didn't mention, it's our only D on the board. And um, yeah. this one may be surprising, but for Nick in a box, he could be enticed, I believe. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Uh, to ship this only defenseman. He's the number one ranked defenseman in the pool, and that is Brent Burns. Yeah, I see. I see. If Nick, if, if Nick is start, starting to fall out of the race, and it becomes a little bit more clear as we approach the trade deadline, I think you're going to see him ship Burns. It's the same situation as as uh, uh, McDavid. Look, why would you keep him? Um, if you can get a good asset back, a, a great keeper, and if it can better you in any way, deal him. And so I think that's a situation that Nick, you know, he's still being compet competitive. He's having a great season, and, 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 and uh, he's making a push. But if he falls, I think Nick is going to be uh, dangling uh, Burns out there. What do you well, think? Well, sure. Well, why not? Because, you know, if, if he's not in contention anymore, yeah. and he looks at uh, who are his, his biggest assets, yeah. uh, Burns at 209, maybe he's a little too expensive to keep as a defenseman that's, that's – I mean, he's a, he's an amazing defenseman. Maybe you do keep him, but Maybe. here's the thing: like, with, if you look at D points, if you can average forty points from your four D positions, yeah, I think you've done pretty well in this pool. Oh, absolutely. Burns has forty three assists already this year. I know. Year. He's he's he's, and he usually he's a notoriously sl slow starter. Burns, is, but we're not seeing it this season. And maybe it's the fact that Carlson's on the team and Burns is playing harder. I don't know what what's going on there, but without a doubt. Clear the best defenseman in the league, and clearly, if Nick falls out of it, you're going to see um, that guy, that player traded, Burns traded. So there you go. All right, guys. That's, so it. that's the trade bait board. Let's summarize our, our top ten. We got McDavid, Ovechkin, Wheeler, Kane, Marner, Crosby, Holtby, Kessel, Tavares, and Ben. Um, we believe that those guys will be dealt. Absolutely, and you're, you're hearing it here first. I think if you go back through, where else folks, would they hear it? Well, wow, well, it may well, be. Well, I mean, uh, but. Uh, Bob McKenzie. Bob McKenzie or might uh, talk about our pool. Uh, you know those other two jokers on TSN, uh, Jay and Dan, maybe. Oh yeah. yeah. So if you have, if you oh, wait, hold on. So the, the Australian Open's on now, so yeah. I'm having to watch Jay and Dan. I can watch them in, in kind of phases, but I know that I've got to watch it now because I don't get regular Sports Center. They made me laugh today because they have their own streaming service, they said, and one of the shows they have is called uh, Planet Earth Scarborough. <laughs> so that was pretty <laughs> That's uh, good. That's good. good. We're not as funny as No, that. we're not. Um, or as tall. Oh, man. Dan's tall. Um, 
No, or is it J? Jay, Jay Jay is I, I can't remember. Short. That's right. So, anyways, um, I think you, you the top ten. You're going to see a lot of movement there. I think this is 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 really enticing managers to really look at their teams, their positions, the players that they have, the assets that can be dealt, and that's what we're here for. We're here to inform our managers from the beginning of this episode it was informational to the end of this episode it has been fantastic information for our managers so managers you digest what you just heard and uh, act accordingly i personally cannot wait to hear from aiden helmer yeah please text me once you've listened to the show what what, what are we talking about next week on 24 episode 24 I think this is... Kiefer Sutherland episode, the 24. Yeah. We should have a Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland special or something. I think we should do that. Yeah. I well, don't even know idea what we're doing. No. Uh, you know what? I think we need to do the fantasy mag. We oh, talked about yes, it enough. Right. I think Let's next week that. is, is uh, review of the fantasy magazines and where did they get it right. Can, can we have our Helmer Rage uh, segment again? <laughs> I'm not letting him call in next week after this. No, no, no. Please, I can't take it. All right, folks. That's it. That's episode 23. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you next week.